Hello and welcome to Career Center. I'm Kimberly White, Executive Director of the Career and Networking Center, a resource center located in Naperville focused on providing career and professional development support to millennials, more seasoned workers like me, and everyone in between. Joining me today is Senior Director from LaSalle Network, Jessica Schaefer. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you were able to, um, to join us today. Um, so we are in the new year, and LaSalle Network is a staffing we are. agency. Yep, we're so, a staffing and recruiting firm. Okay. So um, what I want to do, um, oftentimes, especially in the new year, there's people that are, you know, they are looking to kind of get off on the right foot. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about career resolutions and how to, how to achieve them. So with that, resolution number one. A lot of people have a career resolution to get promoted. Yeah. If they really like their job and they really like where they're at, they're thinking about what's the next step for me. Mm -hmm. Do I want to go into management? If I'm not in people management, do I want to go into more of a production role and take on more responsibilities and have more autonomy? What's my track look like? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of folks, that's, that's their resolution. I want to get promoted. And so the question yeah. is, well, how do you, how do, you do, do that? that? Yeah. You can't, in a lot of work environments, you can't just let your production and your attitude speak for itself. Mm -hmm. You have to find an advocate for yourself in the company. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's your manager, and maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't have great relationships with their manager. Yeah. So how do you make inroads at other places with other people in the company? Mm -hmm. Do you work cross-functionally with other teams? If you're in marketing, do you work with the sales team? Mm -hmm. If you're in accounting, do you work with HR? Mm -hmm. How can you find someone who's going to be that advocate for yeah. you? When we talk about cross-functioning, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Because could your current manager wonder, well, what is he or she doing, you know, spending a lot of time with this other team. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it, it happens a little bit more organically and naturally mm -hmm. than yeah. that. So if you're in marketing, you're probably working with the sales team to drive revenue mm -hmm. or to um, generate a new campaign mm -hmm. to help grow existing accounts. So working cross-functionally can happen pretty naturally yeah. just based on goals that are aligned. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be that you're just seeking just like, out that person. Oh, I need yeah. your help. Just help me. Like yes. I'm in a, a conversation and all of a sudden one thing leads to another. Exactly. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. So so resolution number two, what's another resolution? Another resolution could be maybe you're not happy with your current job, mm -hmm. and so you're like, oh, forget the promotion. I just yeah. want a new job. Yeah. I want a new work environment. Maybe, again, I don't like my manager, because that's the number mm -hmm. one reason that employees leave companies. Mm -hmm. Everyone joins companies, but they quit managers. Yeah. And so if you're looking for a, a new... That's such a common theme and, yeah, that I hear all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and... It, who you work with really matters. It does matter. You're spending a lot of time with them. Yes, you yeah. spend more time with your coworkers than you do with your yeah, family. Yeah, true. You should like the people yeah. that you work with and who yeah. you work for. Yeah. And so if your, your resolution is to find a new job, you have to figure out what are the lines that I'm going to put in the water, mm -hmm. right? We're a staffing firm, so selfishly I plug us because yeah. we're a great free resource yeah. for candidates. Right. But if you're job searching, your family should know, your friends should know. Right. You have a lot of resources at your fingertips right. that you can kind of tap into and say, you know, I want to be selective. I want to make sure that my next move is the right mm -hmm. move. And maybe, you know, I don't like this industry. Maybe I don't like the role that I'm mm -hmm. in. Or maybe it's just merely I don't like my manager. Yeah. Figure out, you know, what it is that you are looking for so when you make the move, it's the right one. Yeah, and oftentimes it takes people a couple of jobs to kind of figure out what it is that they really love. Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you're coming right out of school, you talked about, you mm -hmm. know, millennials, and yeah. now we have this new generation, yeah. Gen Z. Yeah. How do you know really what you want to do, do for the rest of your yeah. life? That's yeah. such a difficult thing. Yeah. 
And so if you can have different jobs or different internships, if you can do a, a temporary role or a temp to perm role where you can try out a role before mm -hmm. you commit to it mm -hmm. full time, mm -hmm. you can say, do I like this? Do I not like it? And then yeah. if you don't like it, it's not a big deal. Right. You can switch and you're you not going to have all these different jobs on your resume and yeah. people are going to think you quit and you're a job hopper. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. All right, so another resolution. Always, it's always money. It's money, always money. Money, money. money. <laughs> that is the number one yeah. motivator for people, yeah. which is understandable. Absolutely. Everybody has expenses. Yeah. Everyone has things that they have to take care yeah. of. And so if you want to make more money, there's two ways to do it. You can stay at your current position and try to get that promotion mm -hmm. or try to earn that next increase. Mm -hmm. Or again, you can find a new position that's going to pay you more. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to figure out what avenue do you want to take. Mm -hmm. And if you want to stay at your current position, you really have to find that advocate for yourself within the organization yeah. who's going to say, this person deserves more money. It yeah. probably needs to be your manager. Right. Um, and then the other thing, too, is that you have to prove your accomplishments. You yeah. have to talk you to people. To. You have to document them. Yeah. Quantify them yeah. if you can. This is how much revenue I drove. This is how much cost savings mm -hmm. I generated. Right? What did you do for yeah. the company that added value, that, yeah. made, that means you deserve more money? Right. So when you're doing that, you're talking about yourself, and that's okay, right? It's okay to that's talk a and promote thing to yourself, do. And, but you have to do it. You do. Yeah. And the same is true when you're searching for a new job. Yeah. The same is true when you're trying to earn a promotion or earning right. more money. You have to be able to talk about yourself, and also you should practice that conversation. Mm -hmm. Because to most people, it doesn't come naturally. Right. I did X, Y, and Z, and I earned, made this much money or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You have to practice you it so you sound comfortable it. and confident and you yeah. don't stumble over your words. Yeah. You, you uh, mentioned advocate several times. So mm -hmm. that is, um, are, you, are you speaking, um, you know, about a mentor perhaps in your company, someone who's um, a mentor for you, or if that works, or mm -hmm. if it is a manager. It could be one or the other. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of times people go instinctually towards their manager mm -hmm. and don't realize that they've worked with maybe higher-ups in the company, mm -hmm. maybe on, a, on an equal playing field as their manager, but maybe someone a little bit more senior mm -hmm. level that does have a seat at the table mm -hmm. and can say, have you met Sally? I yeah. just worked on a project with her and she was phenomenal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You need people like, like that, that to, to pepper it in. Yeah. All right, exactly. another resolution, organized. Another resolution is to get organized. Yeah. I mean, that is, for a lot of people, one of the most difficult <laughs> things to do. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at my desk the other day like, whoo, I really yeah. got to get this cleaned up yeah. before the new year. Yeah. But it's not just about physical organization. But your workspace needs to be clean. You got to have a fresh space when you're coming into the new year. Yeah. But it's also about your email and your inbox, yeah. your meetings, your yeah. schedule, your time management. It bleeds into everything that yeah. you do. And so what works for you? You yeah. have to figure that out. Is yeah. it, you know, at the end of every day, you clean up your inbox yeah. and you make your to-do list. If that doesn't work, do you do it, you know, on your commute home? Yeah. Uh, you just have to figure out what works yeah, for you. That's really important. And it's also important for your team to see that you are an organized person because sometimes that's not good either. Especially, <laughs> especially I, I, I work with a lot of different leaders and you see the marketing leaders and the sales leaders and a lot of times the really creative people yeah. are a little messy, messy and a little disorganized. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, that works for them. Yeah. And so if, if, if organized chaos works for you, that's fine. That's fine. Keep doing what yeah. you're doing. Hey, if it works, do it. <laughs> All right. And then the last one, a new hobby skill. Mm -hmm. It's important to do that too. Well, I was just talking with a couple of coworkers today about goals and, and New Year's resolutions, and they said, you know what? What I realized this year is I got the most fulfillment out of my career when I was doing something else simultaneously, mm -hmm. whether it's I'm training for a race 
or I'm volunteering with an organization or whatever it may be, learning a new skill on the side, getting a certification, the blending of work and life is really what, what, mm -hmm. where you get fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And I think too many people focus on one avenue or the other and don't realize that it's about work-life integration right. and not a, necessarily about work-life balance. Yeah. That balance is so difficult to achieve. Mm -hmm. You've got you know, kids, family, friends, coworkers that are making huge demands on your time. Yeah. And you can't spend an equal amount of time with all of them. Yeah. So how do you blend it? How do you it? do that? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about work-life balance and also get some tips from you on uh, resumes and interviews for clients uh, as they're going through this transition. So up next, uh, we'll be back to have more conversation with Jessica. Welcome back to Career Center. I'm Kimberly White here with Senior Director Jessica Schaefer from the LaSalle Network. Thanks for staying with me. Thanks for having me. So when we um, ended the last segment, we were talking about work-life balance. So talk, let's talk a little bit about that because that's really important. If you don't have that, you know, things are off not only at work but also at home. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about that. Work-life balance is such a hot topic and, and I think the more that, you know, we, we progress in our careers the more you think about it mm -hmm. because there are more demands on your time. Mm -hmm. When you're 22 and you're coming right out of school, you know, we were just talking yeah. about your daughter yeah, yeah, yeah. and starting yeah. her career at this great PR agency. Yeah. When you're 22, you shouldn't be worried about work-life balance. Right. You don't have that much on yeah. your plate. You don't hope, maybe you yeah. do, maybe you don't, but you might not have a family. Yeah. You might be working in a city away from, away from a lot of your friends. You yeah. should devote the time to really invest in your career. That's right. the age and the time Absolutely to do that. To do it. And too many people are worried about, I gotta get to my three o'clock yoga class yeah. and I need to do this, <laughs> that, and the other yeah. thing. But really, the time to invest in your career is in the very beginning. Absolutely. Set your work ethic, set your tone. Yeah. Um, and as you build your career and as you earn the respect of coworkers, then you really need to start mm -hmm. thinking about how do I really integrate my work mm -hmm. and my life? Because if I, if I work 70 hours a week and, and I'm not seeing my family or my friends or doing things that I, on the side that I find fulfillment from, mm -hmm. you're not gonna stay at that job. Yeah. You're gonna become burnt out. Yeah. And so you have to find ways to integrate the two, yeah. whether it's um, inviting family and friends to come to work events or come to the office and mm -hmm. see your space. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when people meet your coworkers, family or friends or whomever, it. yeah, they get it. I know why you like to spend so much time at this place. Yeah. Or, you know what, I can really empathize now. It seems like a high-stress environment and there's yeah. a lot on the line. It helps your family and your friends and your significant yeah. others really understand. Do you think, or do you find that it's been pretty um, easy to communicate that, especially to those who are just new in the work, in, you know, in, in, in a workspace, um, that it's okay that, you know, your initial time is going to be 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Have you found most people are pretty okay with that? There's definitely a divide. And, mm -hmm. you know, with Gen Z entering the workforce, there's been, mm -hmm. you know, two mm -hmm. groups of Gen Z that yep. have since entered. Well, I think we'll see a shift, mm -hmm. and it'll come with time. But a lot of the stigma with millennials was they don't want to work, yeah. they're lazy, they want to do all of these other things, this gig economy, yeah. working for Uber yeah. and doing all these yeah. other things on the side. So time will t tell with mm -hmm. Gen Z, mm -hmm. but, you know, there's definitely a split. Yeah. With every generation. Yeah. Boomers are like that. Yeah. Gen Xers are like that. Yeah. Everyone is like that. Yeah. But 
um, the key for employers is how do you find the, the, the employees who really do want to work yeah. hard and who are willing to invest the yeah. time because they know that the payoff is tenfold. Yeah. And there's such a generational divide now in the work, in the workspace, right? From, you know, Gen Z all the way to... I was reading a study the other day that said today there are more generations in the workforce than ever before yeah. because people are staying employed yeah. longer. They're, they're not retiring. Maybe yeah. they're not getting their pensions or they're yeah. not ready for retirement mm -hmm. financially. And so they're staying longer. Yeah. And then you have new generations, obviously, that are yeah. entering the workforce. Yeah. And, and all of those generations work differently. Yeah. And all of them function differently and yeah. value different things. And so as, you know, as a manager, but also as an employee working with those different groups of people, you just need to understand how they like to be communicated with. Yeah. Is it in person? Is it via yeah. email? Is it text message? Yeah. Is it instant message? Yeah. There's so and many all different of the above are okay, right? Right. <laughs> right. But what's going to work from me to you? Yeah. If I need to work on a yeah. project with you, what's the best way for us to work together? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about resumes. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you've seen a number of resumes in your time at LaSalle. Um, what are some tips that you could provide to someone who um, really wants to make sure their resume stands out? What is a couple things you would share? So there's obviously different types of resumes. Mm -hmm. People, again, talking yeah. about generations. Some folks have been in the workforce for 20, 30, 40 yeah. years, yeah. and some people are really new. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the things that hold true across all generations, and no matter how long mm -hmm. you've been employed, is quantifying your achievements. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this in terms of if you want to get promoted, yeah. if you're trying to get a new job, you have to showcase the value that you bring. Mm -hmm. And the same is true on your resume. Yeah. You know, did you, there's typically two ways to, to quantify. Did you save the company money? Mm -hmm. Did you drive revenue for the company? Did you identify something where there was a spend maybe that mm -hmm. was unnecessary? Yeah. But regardless of what function you're in, sales, accounting, HR, technology, Quantify those achievements yeah. and show people this is exactly what I did that added value to my organization. Yeah, it's important to do that, and, and that helps you to stand out. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned, you know, people that have been in the workspace for 20, 30, 40 years. How far back do you want to see, you know, when you're looking at a resume, how far back do you recommend? It's uh, a great question. Yeah. So there's a lot of conflicting messages out there. Mm -hmm. Some people say keep your resume to one page. Some say if you've been employed for longer than 20 mm -hmm. years and you've had multiple positions, you can make it longer than mm -hmm. that. I always say include what's relevant. Yeah. If you are applying to a position for whether, you know, an accountant role, mm -hmm. and previously for years and years you worked in marketing, but you have 10 years of experience mm -hmm. in accounting, mm -hmm. highlight that. Yeah. That's what they're going to care about. Yeah. And in your interview, you can expand on, you know, here's what I worked on in marketing, and this is what led to my career transition into accounting, right. and these are the skills that I bring and how I've worked cross-functionally or whatever it may be. Yeah. But if you're highlighting areas that aren't for the job that you're applying for, it might not make sense. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's very important to do, mm -hmm. make sure you're doing that. Um, so now I want to talk a little bit about interviewing. Um, and I would assume that when people come to you guys, you help with um, some interview tips mm -hmm. to kind of help them land that, that next uh, success for themselves. Um, what are some interview tips that you would share to folks that are coming through? There's a wide variety, mm -hmm. and again, probably varies based on your interviewing experience. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of folks who haven't interviewed for a new position in a very long time. Mm -hmm. They've had great tenure and longevity with uh -huh. their companies, and uh -huh. so 
just getting back into the saddle and practicing. Yeah. I mean, so many people forget that you should practice before you yeah. go on an interview, yeah. before you do something like this, yeah. whether it's talking to yourself in a mirror and roll. And, and that's okay. No yes. one else can see. Yes, and it feels uncomfortable and yeah. awkward. And but it's important That's to okay. Do. That's going to help you get the job. Yeah. But you need to anticipate, what are the questions that they're going mm -hmm. to ask me? Why did I leave my last position? Why am I looking for a new role? Yeah. What's important to me in my next role? How can I add value to this mm -hmm. organization that I'm interviewing for? Mm -hmm. You need to be prepared to yeah. answer those questions and practice saying that out yeah. loud. And if and the, the, the responses should, pretty, should roll off your tongue pretty quickly, right? You don't want to be fidgety and, and, and all of that when you're in the middle of an interview. And there might be a question that catches you off guard. Yeah. That's always going to happen. We can't prepare for mm -hmm. every single yeah. question that could be asked. Yeah. There's a lot of behavioral-based questioning that's happening now. Um, and so if, if you're answering a question and you're thinking to yourself, oh, gosh, I'm really mm -hmm. stumbling over mm -hmm. the answer to this, or I really don't have a good answer to this, and I need a little bit more time to think about it, it's okay to be vulnerable in an interview and say, gosh, you know what, I'm just going to stop myself because yeah. I'm tripping over this and I just need a little bit of time to think through my answer. Mm -hmm. or, Can I get back to you on that one? I really mm -hmm. want to give you a thoughtful response mm -hmm. and I'm a little put on the spot, but I want to think about it. Can I? Can we circle back yeah. to that question? And you're circling back at the end of the interview. Yeah. To come back to that. And the interviewer may say, you know what, don't even worry about it. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll move on to the next question. Yeah. And then that provides a great opportunity for you as the candidate right. in your follow-up in your email, in your thank yeah. you letter, however, to, to yeah. exactly, address yeah. it. You know, I got tripped up over this question, but I've given it a lot of thought, and mm -hmm. you know, here's what I want to say, or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that shows that you understood what happened in that conversation, yeah. that you're reflective yeah. about, you know, not handling a situation or a question in the best mm -hmm. way possible, mm -hmm. and that's how you're going to be in the new role yeah. that hopefully you, you get you after get. the interview. Yeah. So how, how do you know if you're doing well in the interview? That's a great question. I mean, if it ends in 10 seconds, you're done. But if it, you know, if you interview. I know. It's, it's hard because time and duration of interview doesn't necessarily guarantee you a job. Mm -hmm. Well, I was there for hours. Right. Well, that doesn't, maybe doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Maybe it was a panel interview where you met a lot of people and then you did an office tour. Length and duration don't necessarily yeah. matter. I would say it's about body language. Yeah. Do you feel like you're connecting with the interviewer? Do you feel as if you're answering the questions, yeah. not necessarily how they want you to, but what you think are good and appropriate answers? Right. And too many people forget the interview is a two-way street. Yeah. They are evaluating you, you as much as you, you should be evaluating. evaluating them. Yes. Absolutely. And you need to vet if this opportunity and this role or manager and peer yeah. is right for you. Absolutely. And too many people think it's just one way, yeah. and they don't necessarily consider, do I like this too? Right. You know? All right, well, you're going to hang with me for a few more minutes. We'll be back after these important public service events. Welcome back to Career Center. I'm Kimberly White here with Senior Director Jessica Schaefer from the LaSalle Network. So um, I just want to learn a little bit more about the LaSalle Network. Can you give us... Um, give the audience a little bit more about that. So LaSalle Network is a staffing and recruiting firm and we help people find jobs whether they be temporary and contract positions or direct hire roles in a number of different verticals. So if you're looking for a job in accounting or finance, technology or marketing, sales, human resources, we really cover a number of different areas mm -hmm. and we work across all industries. 
So we work with healthcare companies, consumer packaged goods companies, nonprofit, higher education, kind of runs the gamut. Okay. And how do you find these companies? So we have a sales team that goes out and they prospect for new business. And they talk to companies about what types of roles are you looking for? What are your challenges when you're hiring? Mm -hmm. What's important to you in a candidate? Mm -hmm. And then we come back and we talk to our recruiting teams about the types of positions that we're, we're needing and that our clients are looking for. Mm -hmm. And so how would a client um, choose, why would a client choose LaSalle over um, other agencies staffing and recruiting firms? It's a great question. So we pride ourselves on our value proposition, which is speed, volume, and quality. So because we're not just a, just a contract shop or just a direct hire search shop, mm -hmm. um, we believe in meeting all of our candidates face-to-face. -face. And with technology now, that helps a little bit because you can do Zoom or yeah. FaceTime. But most of our candidates were based headquartered here in Chicago, and so we do meet most of our candidates physically face-to-face -face and interview them. We learn about what they're looking for, what's important to them, what are their motivators, why did they leave their last position, or why are they looking to leave? Mm -hmm. And then we move quickly. We move quickly to help our candidates find something, and we move quickly to help our clients find the right talent for that role. Mm -hmm. We meet more people than our competitors. We're interviewing hundreds of candidates every single week, mm -hmm. and we really have a good pulse on, this is what the market's bearing in terms of compensation and benefits. And then quality is that last piece. And so we make sure that the, the candidates that we're placing in a role, it's a quality role for them, mm -hmm. meaning they like the company, they like the culture, they're satisfied with their package that mm -hmm. they receive, um, but also that we're placing quality talent with our clients. Mm -hmm. We never want to connect two people or two companies and organizations right, that right. aren't the right fit for one another. Yeah. So how then would someone go about starting the process with you all? From a candidate perspective? Mm -hmm, from a candidate perspective. So there's a number of ways to do it. The, the first is you can go on our website. We have hundreds of open positions that we're recruiting for right now. And so you can peruse the website and see if there's something that is a fit. If there's not a specific job posting that looks right, you can just submit your resume generically. And one of our recruiters will reach out and schedule a time to talk over the phone about what you're looking right. for. And if we can help you, we'll bring you into the office for an interview. Great. And so the office, where are you all located? So we are headquartered in downtown Chicago, okay. but we also have an office just, just close to here in Oak Brook, and then another one in Schaumburg. And then we have a, another office in Nashville, okay. and we recruit nationally as well. So just because we have brick and mortar offices in some locations doesn't mean we can't recruit in New York or Idaho or Florida. So all over, you guys mm -hmm. are recruiting. Well, this has been so informative. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I really appreciate you being on today's show. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Jessica for joining me on this month's edition of Career Center. And to our television audience, if you are looking for career or professional development advice, visit the Career and Networking Center at 1815 West Hill Road, Suite 900 in Naperville, or search us on the web at careernetworkingcenter.org. Thanks so much for watching.